And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We the turntable teachers. And class is back in session. Guest speaker episode number two of the year. And we have a very special guest today, Cody. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to have this man in here. Honored to have another like mind at the table with us. Oh, for sure. We have Odin's. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. Great pretty to see good. you, man. Chilling, so chilling. Odin's is uh, he runs? Is it um, Odin's TV? Is that Odin's what it's called? TV. Odin's TV. He is a uh, music analyst, uh, just like us. Mm-hmm. So, and we are we are excited to have him on. Like Cody said, another like-minded guy. Um, are you self-proclaimed like us as a music analyst? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like most are. Well, and when you first came in, you were saying like, yeah, man, I'm glad that's like, we're actually talking long form style of like yes. actually able to get into details and stuff like that. Definitely. So. Cause like long form is just, it's kind of coming back in style with like podcasts and I think stuff so like that. But there's still like a whole lot of people that just like things quick and easy. Mm-hmm. That's why Instagram is popular. You know what I'm saying? Nothing right, wrong with Instagram, right. but it's like. Let's t- let's go in depth. You know what I mean. Well, Talk a little yeah, bit more. I I like I like your platform though because I think that you know you, you kind of do it like the the YouTuber um, like music analyst like Anthony Fantano style. You're yeah. kind of putting out those eight minute clips that are accessible, digestible, and mm-hmm. then you kind of moving on to the next thing. So I feel like for you it's good, f- but at the same time I agree with you. Like for us, I think it's really cool to do this longer winded stuff because then you can really get in depth like we're gonna do. Well, it sucks when you have Today, to cut yourself but, short. Like, yeah, especially once you feel like you're on a good idea and you're kind of going down the rabbit hole. I'm always the type of person that would way rather dive down and like talk about some actual interesting mm-hmm. stuff than like, all right, no, we gotta like, okay, we're at like a minute and a half. No, we gotta move on to the next song yeah, now nah, and try and like restrict that. stuff. Might so, be man, some yeah. good ideas. Yeah, we really like your uh, we really like your stuff, thank man. You, really, thank you for I sure. Really and appreciate so, it. So so glad to have you here. Uh, yeah. So everybody, real real quick before we get started, uh, after you listen to this episode, please go check out this man's this man's channel on YouTube. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Uh, his YouTube is Odin's TV, and then with a Z O D E N Z TV, and then your Instagram as well. Odin's O D E N Z. Awesome. Yeah. So for today's episode, all right, we got Odin's on the show talking a little Kendrick Lamar, yes. an artist that you and I, Cody, haven't yes. really gotten a huge chance to talk about. When we were just show. mentioning that on our last episode that we just dropped what, earlier today or yesterday as we're recording this, yep. um, where we were saying like things that we were looking forward to in the next year, and we were both hoping that Kendrick would release something. So it's kind of nice now that it's like we've been itching to talk about him. He hasn't given us anything to talk about, mm-hmm. so now we finally actually have something yes. that we're going to be able to like grab onto. Yes. Like, like he drops what every three years? Well, yeah, I think we because the last time was twenty seventeen. So twenty twenty has to be his year. And Top Dog is already pushing Reason right now. That's like one of their newer artists. So I think Kendrick is Kendrick might be next, or it might be Isaiah Rashad. I don't know, but I think a lot of TDEs dropping this year for sure. I saw two posts today. Actually, I saw a post for Reason's new song with yes. uh, Boogie and, and Absol. Absol. Phenomenal. It, Okay, I haven't Phenomenal. gotten a chance to yeah, listen to it. Yeah, right? Pano's been sending that around like everywhere. Phenomenal. Well, he sent it to us, but I didn't have time to listen to it earlier yeah. before because I was too much into listening to D Smoke, who is getting a lot of Kendrick Lamar comparisons as well. And then okay. Kendrick today, yeah. Okay. Have you heard D Smoke? No, but I know he won that. What was the, the show? Rhythm it was like and a flow, game yeah. show. Rhythm and yeah. Flow. On Netflix. Yeah. So I would consider it like American Idol, but for rap. And a little bit more, um, yeah. like main, a little like, more hands I mean, on. Too, more they hands, actually like go out hands hands on. You don't think it was like a little convenient though that it was like what, um, 
what's his name? Sir's brother? Isn't it, that who it is? It is. Yeah. It is so Sir's that's brother. like kind of like it is. It's right. kind of crazy. Like I, it's it, crazy. At first I was like, oh like, wow, what a coincidence! But then at the same but, time, I'm sure that had a little bit of pull on like you know? getting him to be one of the people mm-hmm. for, on the show. Well, we were just talking about this earlier because when I listened, when I well, excuse me, when I watched the first episode of that, I wanted to look up all the people I really liked off the first episode, yeah. like on Instagram, or like see if they had music out now. And I looked at D Smoke. And he didn't have any music. He didn't at have any all. music. Not a single. Not song. a song. And then he dropped an album right after. And he then won. he dropped. Yeah, he dropped like that little EP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah Google High, like right mm-hmm. after the show. And then he dropped just dropped the album. Yeah. And actually, as we're speaking, the new blog uh, that I wrote on D Smoke, uh, go check him out. Obviously, he used to be a, a teacher. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, he used to be so crazy. He used to be a Spanish teacher and a music theory teacher. Oh. Like and he's actually believe it or not he's thirty four years old doesn't so look it it's does, does not look, look it doesn't, doesn't look, look at, at all day over twenty five but the thing about it is like which I think is starting to kind of go your point is what what I'm confused about is how he didn't get found before this like and and being Sir's brother you would have thought. You, he at least he should have been like, hey, maybe he just talented. wasn't ready yet. Maybe he maybe, just was maybe that's true. Yeah. Like shy to like showcase himself, or he just didn't have that confidence yet. We don't know. Maybe a little bit of like a shadow type thing. Exactly. Sir already blew up. So exactly. It's like, All right. Well, now actually, I can, someone's I can already see doing it. Him not wanting to put music out just maybe for that connection. Because mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, have you listened to this guy? It's Sir's brother. It's like Sir's uh, brother. Like, you know, um, it's not Smoke. Uh, chances, Chances brother. What's oh, Taylor name? Bennett. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's that's what happens to Taylor Bennett. Like he's pretty good. Everyone's like, oh. Chances, bro. Precisely. Yeah, and I think, well, it's funny because that song Fly, the single off of mm-hmm. D Smoke's album, that's also, I just found this out as I was writing the blog post or um, when I was planning for it. Uh, apparently, that's another one of the brothers. And he was phenomenal that's on crazy. That, that verse. I and, loved that verse on that And song another album. one, too. I um I don't know if this is true or not, but Baby Keem, I guess he he's like related to Kendrick Lamar in some way. Oh, I've wow. even heard of this before. I never no. Who's Baby no. Keem? No. You guys don't know Baby Keem? No, I've, oh. I, I've heard, I'm not going to sit there and act like I know who Baby oh. Keem is. Who's <gasps> Baby Keem, bro? This, Dude, see, he's this like is why an I'm glad he's artist. Here. This is why I'm glad he's and here. And he's super, yeah. he's really popular. Do you guys use Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. I, right Spotify? now, Spotify? Yeah. I, you right like the numbers? Both. I like the numbers. That's why I like Spotify. It's like a little bit more in depth. Monthly listeners, plays, stuff like that. I don't know. That's just what I like to look at. Oh wow, yeah, dude. This top top song is sixty six million. Sixty six million, yeah. Like, this guy is amazing. Right, so I don't feel four million bad. monthly yeah, listeners. Listen, actually, you're you know, crazy. um, yeah, Num Num Juice, he produced it. Okay, he was one of the producers on. Oh Num-num yeah, no, from Juice. Schoolboy. Yep, and yep. um, he was on Black Panther. I forget which song, but no close shit. ties to TDE. Right, Kendrick well, Lamar. The first thing right I'm gonna there. do. You know what? Yeah, the first thing I'm gonna do after this is listen to Baby Keem. Yes. Although he yes. didn't know my number one album either. Yeah, Ryan I Caraveo. did. Yeah, I, I would have yeah, like a little, little exchange on. going on. Grant, exactly, which is great. This is this is why this is what the purpose of this is. Yes, Catholic. yes. We'll say this though: Caraveo doesn't sound as big as, or at least numbers wise, as Baby Keys. So, how because, many? What are the numbers for that guy? Uh, he it's actually, so he has a lot more than you might think too. I think it's in the six hundred thousands on Instagram, on Spotify. Spotify. Let me check right now. I'm not hundred percent sure. Oh no, he's over a million now. One point about one point one okay. million. Yeah, he's definitely. Oh, that climbing. was that wasn't there when even I was listening Carvey. to it after our um, albums episode. I don't think it even had cracked a million at that point. Wow, peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter waffles over six million plays. On Spotify. That's awesome. That's oh, song's so amazing. Either way, um, no, but baby Keem. All right, that's gonna have to be an artist. We'll oh yeah, I already, I already saved. I already baby saved Keem. two songs off the off the top to remind myself. No. Just listen to the whole album. 
probably what I'll end up doing. I feel like I feel like we're all probably album listeners. Here. Yeah, are you an album listener? Albums only. I listen to like three or four like a day. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah, because I, I just I'll just listen to music all day on my way to work, on right. break. Oh, absolutely. Whenever I got downtime, just listening to some music and it's just an album. Once it's done, just click the next one, just like That's that. That's fantastic. How do you? So I don't know how. You, well, actually, I have a question for you guys before we kind of get into Kendrick Lamar stuff. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is just good content too, but. When you guys listen to albums, I, this is how I do it personally. I kind of want to hear it from your perspective. I don't think we ever actually had this conversation um, on or off air. When I listen to albums, what I do is even if I'm going to save the whole album, if there's songs I don't like, I delete them. And then so or then, then also skits too. I think for personally for me, it saves me time and get, I can keep the songs I really, really like. If I really like the album as a whole, I'll obviously keep all the songs. But I definitely have albums where like I've only saved maybe like seven or eight songs off yeah. of a 14 song album and mm-hmm. then I just play those eight songs through are you guys like no matter what you're playing the whole thing or I just like, play the whole thing you, so you're a whole thing guy because honestly sometimes certain songs need a certain setting so you'll drive huh. and it's like a slow R&B song but it's like freaking 11am traffic or whatever and it's like you can't enjoy that song True. in that it's not the right setting time. you know it's just not the right time so like if you're then always the playing the, day, the album, you you're back. always gonna be somewhere else. So you're gonna be like, oh, this song sounds different because of this. You know, mm-hmm. it's like based on the environment, kind of. No, I, I, I feel that. It. Yeah, absolutely. I what feel like you? I pick the albums that I listen to based off that a lot. Although with like the actual listening, I feel like it almost depends. Uh, if if I got a lot of time, usually I'm gonna go top to bottom. Yeah. Um, but I definitely know there's a couple albums, especially longer ones, that it's like I if I don't have the hour and a half or whatever to sink into like a. 12, like 14 to 20 song album mm-hmm. I'll, I'll end up skimming through it a little bit but yeah. then there's albums like Demon Days by the Gorillas that no matter what I'm listening to that from like beginning to, to end okay. to the last second so I feel like it's almost a little mix of both yeah, yeah now we all definitely I think all have like an a few, more than a few albums like especially album listeners have that album where you're mm-hmm. just like yo that's the one where like I can play that shit straight through like some of them like I know on my wall like I was gonna say a bunch ones, most of the ones on most, the wall a lot yeah. of these like, a lot of these are straight through listening. especially bandana Band- yeah. especially bandana, bandana is <laughs> alright we were just talking about this the mm-hmm. Grammy snub of bandana snub. is it's like, ridiculous to me it's crazy because um, Freddie Gibbs was working with Madlib Madlib dude yeah. like it's Mad- he brought Madlib back like not a lot of people can just get a whole album from Madlib, Madlib Mad- <laughs> Mad- barely will like. I heard something like he barely like will show his face. Like no, he's yeah. Not an interview Every guy. interview I've watched him, he has glasses, he has shades on, and I'm like, dude, just take the shades off. Like <laughs> you're hiding. Be a person, please. You know, it's we crazy. love your stuff, Madlib. We want. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I I totally agree. With you. We had this conversation on our Grammys episode with Pano. Mm-hmm. Like 100, percent I remember it because I was saying like, I mean, you agreed with me that there is, I think, no reasonable way that bandana shouldn't have at least been nominated it's crazy Give it a nomination i think at it, least a at, nomination like the cohesive start to finish pot pot like um it's so kind of the way it just flows and then the way those two work together oh like, my god isn't it man. just like hand in it's hand gold. Every it's, time. it's literally perfect it's oh my god <laughs> it's I, it's I can't the, even it's, believe it it's like a perfect rap album it really is the lyrics are yeah. there mm-hmm. the story's there the production is there. The beats are everything. Like the flows, it's unbelievable, man. And I've and I've that always man, that been man's a, talented. Well, I've always both been of them. both of them. I've mm-hmm. always been a Freddie Gibbs fan, but I've never been like over the moon about Freddie Gibbs. I've, like I said, every project he's dropped, yeah. I've thought is solid. Even before Pinata, uh, 
Borf, well, I think it was in the middle of Pinata, he dropped a, an album. I think it was in 2018. Excuse me. Um, and I can't remember the name of it now off the top of my head. Oh, it was Freddie. That album, Freddie, he dropped. Yeah, Freddie, like yes. all bangers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, so Freddie, and then, oh, even before that, when he dropped the, um, what was the one before that? Before P- Pinata, he was like really dark. It was like a shadow um, of his face. Shadow of a doubt? Does that sound right? Not Sounds sure. right. And that, so that was before even the Mad Lib days. And that album for me, I really, again, one I really enjoyed, like I go back to that track listing and I actually like a lot of the songs there. But I was never like hyping Red like, Freddy, like, like fully, that. fully yeah. riding like the hype train until this yet. album came out. Well, yeah, and even Pinata, I liked Pinata, mm-hmm. but I Pinata was not was really good, not yeah. over the moon about it. For some reason, I don't know what hit, what it hit with Bandana. It sounds like you too, Odin's, but like I, I didn't. This this album is what did it for me. Me too. Because me too. Like also in terms of his career, um, he made like a good business move too. He signed to Keep Cool, which is signed to RCA. So it was like perfect timing. Matt, um, Mad Lib on production perfect business deals um in terms of like contractual agreements all that stuff right at the perfect time that's why that album like stood out too because he was he was just able to reach a lot of people as well yeah and the song like, was like i feel polished. like you don't get to talk about the rollout of albums very often and not get to, like, at all actually if only if anything i feel like we usually end up like shitting on the rollouts yeah of albums, exactly with dudes exactly. like kanye like always like, oh exactly. it's coming out later it's coming out it's, uh, and it never and then, drops and, and then it like, drops right. and he's like oh wait that's not the real version yeah well, that was what life of pablo right where he released it and it was like oh wait here's the actual like real versions mm-hmm. and then re-released it so it's kind of nice to actually have someone making like legitimate like smart thought out business moves exactly. before they're releasing a good exactly. album yeah and even just I think where Freddie was at in his life just it was in, tough well yeah I mean he's just getting out of jail I mean mm-hmm. I think he wrote a, I think he, he said he wrote, he wrote a lot of this album I think he's yeah. like almost 80% of it yeah Mario and he said that he remembered he remembered all the beats that Madlib had sent him so while he was that's in jail insane. he remembered all the beats and he was writing to everything that's crazy that is what he remembered all the beats alright how t- alright like you said, obviously they're both talented. I think yeah. when you said both talented. That's like talented, virtuoso level, honestly. Oh, yeah, that's, that's dude. Nuts. Absolutely. When you that's said, artistry right there. Like. Oh, it absolutely is. When you when you just said uh, they're both talented, I think when you, really when you said that he's talented, I think you meant Mad Lib, but then you put it into Freddie in that category mm-hmm. as well. And it just that's just literally proof yeah. that like this man was able to remember. Remember. That's not. That's, in, that's, <laughs> that's, that's got to be insane dude. to me. And even just the cover art of it, mm-hmm. like th- that's why I had to oh, get I the vinyl, it. dude, because... I love just the just like what is that Winnie Winnie the Pooh looking motherfucker on, <laughs> on the uh, on the zebra on the zebra dude like overlooking like all these fires like yeah. over Hollywood dude it's the, great the bro is you know what's no, funny I, I didn't realize about it the broken pinata in the in the bottom right corner yeah yeah did you yeah. notice that well and the the zebra really thing subtle. is like a theme too I mean that was obviously in the cover of pinata, pinata. too yeah, yeah it's like yeah. the edges of it so, I think it just represents like like his lifestyle just you know the drugs and the, being the kingpin type of lifestyle that's what the zebra represents like overlooking just like the chaos mm-hmm. of of life and like being almost out of control like it's, it looks out of control yeah you know what i mean but anyway no I, it's it's so good to meet album listeners and talk to album listeners and that's, because well especially now like i feel like the streaming age is almost kind of not put it to an end but everyone like 
a lot of people think, why am I going to listen to an album when I can listen to my favorite song from like mm-hmm. ten different albums? On and my I hear that work. argument. I do. Yeah, I, de- I definitely. And I have do. those moments in my life. For sure. I just do. We all. Sure. Do. I mean, oh, everyone's got. Like, I'm not a strict. Me, I have a million yeah. playlists on my Spotify account. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. kind of falls into that at some point. Oh, for sure. But I feel for like absolutely. streaming's made it a lot easier. So I don't know. It's nice. It's nice actually getting to talk to other people who still appreciate. Because I mean, that's what the artist did in the first place. Like they, if they, they put, put the thought into it, the sequence was something they thought about and trying to make songs lead into each other or something they thought mm-hmm. about so i feel like i'm almost doing them a disservice not listening to it top to bottom True. yeah i i completely agree and i think that with with albums it's just one of those things where like you get that experience of the album like you like you hear the process you hear the introspection hopefully mm-hmm. with whatever album you're listening to you hear that in the full experience you yeah. might you might get a snippet of it in a song but and that's why i mean like i always give an album at least one or two full listens before I start like going back and picking out like the albums I like but there are a lot of albums like I said all these albums on here I can just throw on and that's why they made the wall at any time just play them through one of these on the wall is Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick Lamar and so today we of course like we said we wanted to come on and talk about Kendrick Mm -hmm. and again like I said uh, an artist that we have like I said haven't had much of a chance to talk about because we Started be we were a podcast as of January of last year. Okay. So Kendrick hasn't dropped anything since then, mm-hmm. and it just hasn't come up. Uh, so, and I know you're a big Kendrick fan. Oh my gosh, Kendrick is number one of all time. So yeah, so for you, like he's flat the out greatest rapper of all time. Period. Period. He he's in my top ten. I don't know if he's one. I would have to like think about that because I don't think I've ever like really ranked. I think Kendrick them. is the one. Kendrick's the one. I, I almost like hate end up. I, I feel like I hate making lists for like yeah, about things like that because then I'll end up trying to find. I'll be like, oh, I love this guy. I want to squeeze him in the top five, and then mm-hmm. I'll see who's in my top five. I'm like, ah, like yeah. who am I going to take out for this? And it ends up almost like hurting. So I have to move yeah. people lower than I want to. Oh, it's tough. I think Kendrick and Cole though are the standards for hip hop today. I think yeah. that a lot of artists are trying to reach that kind of just not only creative success, but like commercial success, yeah. like that perfect mix between the two. I think those two are kind of the guys. Um, you could probably throw Drake into that because he does the numbers he does, but I don't think he's as, just personally for me, I don't think he's as creative as Cole, and especially nah. Kendrick. No, or, not on their talent-wise. Nah. Or intellectually. He, he has a level. talent yeah. for making like music that a lot of people can digest, and that is a very like good talent to have. It's a sought-after talent to have. And he has good albums. Yeah, I would I, exa- I would agree with that, too. I, I mean, uh, Nothing Was the Same was a great album. Great uh, album. If you're reading great this, album. it's too late. It's a good great album. album. Yep. Um, and then I... I, I mean, love to take care as well, personally. Take yeah, care was I, great. I feel yeah. like it's always those three that people kind of talk about. If I go, yeah, oh, this is my favorite Drake ones. album. But even with that, I feel like when I'm thinking about a lot of the tracks off there, they not that they get samey, but it's all just kind of like big radio hits sure. like, for the most sure. part. So I, I definitely think I agree with that. Where yeah. would, Drake is just too polished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's way too polished. Like too much studio magic yeah. going on there. Kendrick is like the true thinking man's hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like no mm-hmm. question. Kendrick about is it. Prince. Yeah, so so Odin's, what did you really uh, think about when when you, when you when you thought you were coming on the show to talk okay. about Kendrick? What yes. kind of what kind of popped into your head here? All right, so from first, first things first, I have a question to ask you guys. All Go right. for it. All right, how many classics does Kendrick Lamar have? Ooh. All right, so hold on, let's let's hold on, let's establish the ground here out of the albums. Are we including overly dedicated as well? Are we yes, in from 80? overly dedicated to damn. So overly dedicated all the way to damn. Up to damn, definitely. Okay. Hmm. 
That's tough. So Go actually, on, Cody, actually, I, think about this I was going to say, so I feel like my initial answer isn't question. that hard. It's just because I can, I can give a, a range here because I can say at the very, very least he's got three. What I, would, your, I would say that, either three or four. True. And that's it, that's my it's like I my guy. I can't I can't put overly dedicated in just because it's Mm-mm. such like a it's such a rough introduction yes, to him. Exactly. I can appreciate it, it because you can kind of hear the roots of like all these other tracks and albums that he ends mm-hmm. up making after that. It's like, oh shit, like he was doing that like double voice thing even back yeah. in Overly Dedicated. He was doing the like young Kendrick voice back in Overly Dedicated. Mm-hmm. But altogether it wasn't enough. But I would say basically from section eighty on I would consider like damn is kind of riding the fence a little bit for okay, me, but okay. the other three I would say are absolutely. Uh, for me, definitely not overly dedicated, but I that's why the reason why I wanted to see if Section Eighty was in there is because I actually I'm actually opposite of you. I am a little on the fence about Section Eighty. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna say yes at this point, but I think damn is for sure a classic to me okay, personally. Okay, I I love okay. damn. Uh, Section 80, there are a couple of tracks I think that don't hit quite for me, but at the same time, I was I went back today and listened to it. I mean, songs like High Power mm-hmm. and Ronald Reagan era. Like ADHD, High Power ADHD, Rick and Morty. Oh my God, there's so many good songs on a Section 80, and I think it really was a good precursor for an album like Good Kid, Mad City, oh, which was yeah. the next one, because he did still have like a little bit of a story to Section 80, but not in the way... Oh, that definitely not compared to... Good Kid, good kid. Yeah. or yeah. to Pimp a Butterfly. I can't even damn a little anything. bit to the extent. Yeah, damn to, a little. To an extent. Yeah, to an extent. But Section 80 had some unbelievable songs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not even... Fuck Your Ethnicity, Hold mm-hmm. Up's a great song, ADHD, <laughs> No Makeup is yeah. very underrated. I don't think anybody talks about that song. Tammy's song... Ronald Reagan era. Yeah. Poem, oh my God! Spiteful chant with. Oh my God! Spiteful chant with. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, that's, that was what, a that's why like I was listening to a lot of these earlier today, and I feel like there was a lot of songs that I almost forgot were on Section mm-hmm. Eighty because it's been so long ago. But looking yeah, at this, it, Section Eighty is a classic. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, it, All right. And you know what's crazy? Like you think Section Section Eighty is a classic? I don't think it's a classic. Interesting. I think it's a really really good album though. But because the reason why you think it's a classic, that's why I kind of. That's where I kind of disagree because I think he just has a lot of great songs on there. That's a good point. He just like has a lot really of great together with each other. Exactly. He just has a lot of great songs, and there wasn't much of a story there. There was a hint of a story, but it wasn't like anything fleshed out, like you had mentioned before. So from Good Kid, Mad City to 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 Pimp a Butterfly and Damn, all three of those are back to back to back classics I agree. easily I agree I'm, I'm, I'm in the same ballpark with that easy well and I, I feel like where we're kind of like on the fence about like damn and section 80 I feel mm-hmm. like the other two though nobody would ever argue against Good Kid Mad City and To Pimp a Butterfly being yeah. classics if, that's like almost yeah. universally accepted now at this point if somebody came up to me and was like uh you know Kendrick Lamar's only two classic albums are those two I would be like alright that's like, okay, okay you're entitled you. to that I mean, opinion that's like, fine like Section 80 and Damn I think I can see it go either way mm-hmm. I think what it comes down to and I think Tapano and I talked this about we all talked about this a little bit in one of our last episodes is kind of what is your what is your bar for what a classic is like okay. or a perfect ah. album or a perfect anything because okay. when you look at like you know something that was making me upset was watching the dunk contest. After, oh my after, gosh! Right? Because yes. 
everything is a frick is a fucking 50 like cr- so so w- then someone it, will do it, like a dunk we've seen before and everyone's like like putting their hands on their head yeah and like, like and i'm away, like and dude but someone like did that last year yeah. <laughs> it taints what a 50 is for me like you know what i'm saying because then like you, you you it just all gets subjective yeah. then and if nothing can be over 50 then it's just not and that's why i kind of like and, and pano has brought up this example and i actually now thinking about it more and more completely agree with it like uh dave portnoy with the with, with like the pizza the, review with the things, pizza right? Review, yeah, the barstool pizza reviews. Have you seen those? Mm-mm. So he's El Prez, right? Mm. And he never gives out. He basically just reviews pizza all the time. I don't know how this new dude's not a million pounds, but either way, he's a mass guy. He's from mm-hmm. like Swamp, what, Swampscott, I want to say. I want to see. I can't sure. remember. Sure, but either way, he he run. He's the founder of Barstool, and he does pizza reviews. It's literally his job. So good shit. <laughs> and, anyway. Uh, that's besides the point but he like rarely gives anything out in like the nines so he's always does like uh, his ratings on pizza is a number point another number so like for example like he says like 7.1 is just like really good pizza that's like the standard for he's never given a 10 or no he's given one ten, but and he's never and he's given like a he handful like rarely of gives nine, nines. something in the nines like 9 point Damn. if you get in the eights you're like oh, oh shit like that's pretty good fucking pizza yeah. and like, I know some, just, like some dude, of the best and so, I, you just came from Stachi's right so oh, they have this man. I have to show you this this is hysterical so uh, they have a one bite app okay and you can get get ratings I'm gonna show you right now it's pretty fucking hysterical you can get ratings they should do this for albums oh, uh, <laughs> an app where people like rate at like or an app well, actually, well, actually yeah. Uh, is that a thing? Rate, rate your music. Yeah, rate your music. Uh, oh, that website. Sorry, but like, that already but at the same sense. time, rate your music is known to be very hive mindy. And like, basically, once like one major music reviewer gives a good review of an album, all of a sudden it's just like ten on 10. rate your music, like immediately mm, after. Okay. Although I think a lot of people uh, criticize it for basically just being like a Fantano echo chamber, more or less. Which like not that there's a bad thing, because the dude obviously knows a lot, knows what he's talking about. But at the same time, his whole thing is like you should make your own opinions. This is just mine. Mm-hmm. So I think rate your music usually kind of just follows that trend. Because I'm pretty sure some of the only albums that have like high nine ratings there are ones that Fantano gave like a ten. Like I know Death Grips uh, Money Store has a very high rating on mm-hmm. it. And then uh, what are the other ones that he gave tens? Like Daughters, and then a couple. Um, I think there was one other that yeah. he gave a ten. Um, I think it was Kanye West and Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid C Ghost. Kid That's C right. Ghost, yeah. He gave that a 10? Yeah, yeah he, he gave, gave it a 10. It a t- <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Can you believe that? He gave it a 10. Well, because he gave Be- My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. A what, a six? six. Uh, and he's talked about that a so many other six. times before, too. Yeah. That's it's so That's like the constant meme on his channel mm-hmm. about, like, how'd you do that review? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Kids See Ghosts, I like that at Project a lot. Reborn was my was my top song from 2018, if I'm remembering correctly. So, I mean, that was great. So, I guess, whatever. I agree with you. But, yeah, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy for Kanye is my, my, favorite, my favorite album of his. All right, so... But yeah, back to Kendrick though. Kendrick Lamar, three classics in a row. So how do we, how do we like, um, what is the standard for an album to be considered a classic, right? So for Good Kid, Mad City, uh, when we look at the album, it's um, lyrics are there, stories there, productions there, the features are there, the numbers are there, everything was there. That is a great hip hop and rap album. And then on to Pimp a Butterfly. We kind of have to look at differently because Kendrick Lamar was on a journey on that album. Like he was changing up his sound a he lot. He was changing up his sound a whole lot. He was really trying to tell us something on that album. It was like a lot of self actualization. It got really jazzy. For it got really sure. jazzy. Well, no, so that's Thundercat clearly, had a lot to do with that. An influence. Yeah. Thundercat definitely. did have a lot to it's do with that. It's definitely an influence. But I think, and it was, but it, 
with jazz, I think it's jazz is a very for me like a very emotional. It is uh genre of music mm-hmm. like i think you can get a lot of different contrasts in terms of like like if you have like really high strings or like piano mm-hmm. right and like or it can go super low it's as super well. like, emotional like, definitely and can, so in, in all in between that and then of course with like uh with brass especially too like saxophones and mm-hmm. whatnot like you can get a lot of really nice textures yeah. that really relate well with emotions so i think that especially on a song like you for example oh, yeah. right that emotion that's an emotional roller coaster oh, yes, but if you listen yes, to the instrumental yes. it's the same way mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's kind of um you know unorthodox and, and it's kind, kind of, of like over frantic the place. frantic would be a great word yeah, for it like, absolutely it is all over the place and it kind of just like pulls your emotions like from side to side that's just what i get when i hear that song but well, i feel like the one of the biggest differences are things that he changed up going from good kid mad city to 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 pimp a butterfly was like good kid mad city had great production but it yep. felt like the storytelling was more in like all of the vocal parts of it it's like it's a good beat to host these lyrics in this story mm-hmm. but then into pimp a butterfly then they were actually trying to work with each other where exactly. it's like, okay what are these vocals trying to make you feel mm-hmm. this beat's going to give you exactly that same vibe exactly. and i love songs like that cuz then from the moment you put it on you already know oh this is what this song's going to be like like this is what i'm going to feel for this one and I don't know it, it goes back to what I always say it's the thought that goes into a song it's not like someone just sent you a beat and you're like oh I kind of like this you mm-hmm. write some and random write shit <laughs> and then you just go in and you're just like alright this is all. Like, you got like, your phone in front of you and you're like rapping in the booth like this is not one of those albums at all yeah. like, it's all so well thought it out is, yeah it's well thought out and that's the thing with um Kendrick he's like intentional you know what I mean? It's not like he's low pump. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, where it's like okay, he's doing something this. by accident. Oh. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like, it catches fire. None of this is by accident. Like this is all well thought out. That's how. That's why his projects just take so long to like come out. They're, they're few and far between. But even his Lucy's are great. Like untitled, um, yeah, untitled, untitled, and Master. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, one like, of the notes I took before serious? this was like, people don't give it enough credit. Like, it, it's, it's what only actually, eight. It gets forgotten. It's like it's like nine, eight tracks, and they're all amazing. Like, yeah, like, and they're Lucy's. You're like, lying. Like, yeah, this B- is like, this B- is like half, half of that album. <laughs> I like on. listen to consistently mm-hmm. all the songs that start with like the hip hip because there's uh, mm-hmm. I think that's two and two and five, seven, five or seven. It might be seven. Levitate has the beginning added. Levitate, levitate, that song is fine. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, then the other one, the get God on the phone, like no, that all song, those songs dude, are great. That song is so. I think that's some Untitled Three. It's dude, honestly, whatever it is, it's on the project. And, and actually, amazing, and actually, dude. so what the issue we're having right now is the reason why people don't like that album. And I think Tank has either Tank or Pano, or maybe even both of them agreed on this. A couple of our buddies that the reason they don't go and listen to it is because they don't know what fucking songs yeah. they're like trying to go back and listen to. <laughs> so they got to hit, like go there, like tap through all. Is it this like, one? Oh, is it this one? No, it's not this one. And then, then they start doing like, go into the middle of the song. Like, oh shit, it's this one. You have to go back to the yeah. beginning. So I think that kind of pushes a lot of people away. But like, I'm willing to go over that yeah, very that minor hurdle to listen to some good music. Just, yeah, to more Kendrick seriously. Lamar. Which, but to your point too, like we, we're hit, sitting here and we're complaining that Kendrick hasn't dropped anything, yeah. right? But we don't get these albums unless he takes his three years yeah. or so to do them, right? Like, because that's what's going to get that product where it needs to be and, and where we really enjoy it. No, if you push stuff for too, what it is. If you push it too fast, you get the big day. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about that. How did you? Did I'm you, not going to lie. Like, like, I like the songs, but the album is horrible. Does that make sense? It does. There, because right, there is <laughs> like, actually a couple of good songs on there. Yeah, Genuinely. there's a couple of like good catchy, songs yeah, on like there, but the album is yeah. terrible. Well, like, handsome is 
is like that song is a fire I, it's banger. a fun song we played that song so my buddy my buddy ryan shout out ryan got married this this summer to the okay, lo- okay. To, to, to the to the lovely zoe my my sister from another mister okay. shout out zoe and uh yep and uh, <laughs> so we were in the uh, grooms. Like it was almost like felt like it. I've never been a groomsman before until now. It almost felt like uh, like a locker room before a game. Like you get ready. Like yeah. for the big, <laughs> everyone. Up. So we were trying to. I was trying to hype everybody up, and I just everyone just we just kept saying, "Right, like so handsome today." So so I was like, "Yeah, I got to And that, that album that just dropped, I was like. Then this, it, this, the obviously the song dropped and baby you look good you look handsome <laughs> by by the second part of the chorus bro we're all rapping it to each other like yeah, so it's, it's, it's a like, fun yeah. song yeah. oh my god if you had it, recorded it dude like it would have really felt fun. like like a hype up like right before like a basketball or football <laughs> yeah. game like a team ready to go out yeah. like See, I feel get like shit my done. thing with <laughs> it was great. so many of those songs and me and Pano had this happen like time and time again we're at his pool we're listening to the album we're like oh this song's like good. And then he'll just do like something weird, something yeah. weird in the middle or end of a song. It's like, dude, Chance, what are you doing? Like, now like there was like ruin this song. There like, was I a point in the album through. where he was just screaming, and I was yeah. like, that why was is weird. he yelling right now? That was like, a strange, strange choice, very strange choice. When when the baby is the best part of the song. <laughs> That is, and, and, and Megan and the Stallion, nothing against them, nothing but against it's like your chance the rapper stop playing. Like, yeah, and especially like he's he still can rap. We just heard it on PTSD. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that G Herbo song. Yeah. Man, that shit is crazy. I put that in the playlist Where the for hell last was week. That or chance? Yeah. God damn it! Oh my god! Yeah, like that should have been what he did the entire time. Yeah. On well, Big hopefully Day. he'll see all the positive response to that song compared to the negative response to the album and exactly kind of oh my god think about that critically but either way either crazy way. crazy uh, yes but anyway I, it makes me happy that a guy like Kendrick Lamar takes his time yeah and I think that I'm a quality over quantity guy anyway yes, I mean same. look at Future how many times has Future dropped three albums in a year and they've all been trash a lot, a, a few, a, a a few times. times, a few times. He's done it a couple times, and he's not I the like only Future, one. I like Future, but he's done it. A few I know. Times. And listen, I like Future's songs. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I won't go listen to a Future album, but I like Future songs. Hendrix was great, but he dropped two albums that year. Yeah, remember, and they were the only good song on the other one was Mask Off. Yeah, you know, you feel me? Hendrix was a lot better. I, I, I will give you that. Mm-hmm. I remember the name of the other one. I just remember Mask Off. Well, I remember yeah, it was a yellow Future Hendrix. Future, yeah, Future Hendrix. Hendrix. What Save Me and Monster were the three yeah. that came out in 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, one three came out in twenty. What was the one three from... came out in twenty seventeen? Like yeah. What was the wild. one we reviewed last year? Uh Future Hendrix. That that, that, that was the one that we. Ended oh, up I liked that reviewed. project. We yeah. or somewhat. Remember we, t- remember yeah. we talked about. Well, that? we were talking about how I liked like that. What, what were the tracks we were saying? Like jumping on a jet, temptation. There was a couple, temptation was, there was a couple on there that we were like, oh, these songs are awesome. But yeah, how many songs is this thing? Twenty songs, one hour, one minute. I think that's what our big thing was with that. It was like I don't want. I didn't want to listen to an hour of Future. Yeah, it's always my po- yeah, my, yeah. my problem with that. But either way, no, it's so, just too redundant. It is. It's too much of the same. But with Kendrick Lamar, you're never getting the same thing. Never in the same song, you're not mm-hmm. getting the same shit half definitely the time. Definitely not. So for me, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, definitely, Good Kid, Mad City, and Tempemba Butterfly. I think this is the biggest question with these two albums, and I, and it's hard to compare because they're so different. Obviously, Good Kid, Mad City, a lot more rooted in like the G funk stuff. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, uh, obviously we said To Pimp a Butterfly or much jazzy. more jazzy and soulful even. Yep. Which album do you like better? Which one is better in your opinion? Which one Which one is 
literally I was I was trying to think about this the whole drive up here because it changes literally every single day I feel like the last time I had this conversation I was like nope Pimp a Butterfly like mm-hmm. like definitively like nah this is my favorite album of his I think this is his best album and then I was driving up here listening to everything over again and I went through Good Kid Mad City without skipping a single song Yeah. so it I, I feel like it's almost just based on the day I don't even want to necessarily pick one or the other because I feel like I feel like my favorite album is Good Kid, Mad City. I think the best album is it's To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, I don't so know that, if that makes sense. That's a great, that's so a great I, way to put it. I actually completely that's, agree with that. I agree with, I agree with you. We're all... We're I'm all glad all. I'm not going crazy. No, I... Because, like, literally, I thought that in the car, and I was like, damn, that sounds dumb as hell. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, I, I do agree with that. I think... I agree with you. Same thing. To Pimp a Butterfly is a better album. It's a better album, but... I go back to the other one. Well, I mean... Yeah, it's on the wall. It's it's well, yeah. yeah. I mean, to Bimba, to Bimba Butterfly easily could be here too. I mean, mm-hmm. to Butterfly is one of the best albums I think of that decade. It's mm-hmm. not even close. But in terms of hip hop albums too, I think Kendrick maybe had like two or three of the best from this last yeah. decade, easily. Uh, in at least in the top ten or twenty. Well, another one in my opinion is right up on the wall too. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Oh, that. Was oh yeah, twenty fourteen is great. Unbelievable. That album's great. Yeah, no, it really is. So in terms of. So we agree that Good Kid, Mad City is the better of of, or we we enjoy Good Kid, Mad City, but mm-hmm. To Pimp a Butterfly is better. Yes. As far as tracks on Good Kid, Mad City, I've always wanted to break down Good Kid, Mad City. It's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums of all time, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, what is one of your like favorite tracks? If you had to like really pick one, from I have a album? I have a really interesting pick, and it's kind of it kind of comes with an asterisk. Okay. I'm going with Art of Peer Pressure. Oh my! Because Yo. mostly because same, bro. Would you were you gonna say the same thing, Odin? All right. Go. I know this is your first go around, bro. But we, he and I, do this, this constantly. All this happens time. all the time, crazy, bro. Dude. How subtle yet loud. I know oh that makes. I know it's a complete like dichotomy. No, that, no it's it you're right. Like the lyrics are just like. It's it's haunting. A bit. It's haunting. It's a haunting track. It, it is. And you would probably, if you did, weren't listening to it like really closely, you'd probably just hear it and you'd vibe to it a little bit, and, you'd, and it would just be like kind of almost like an interlude, and you'd skip mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. With if you really get into the nitty gritty details of that song, yeah. bro, Kendrick Lamar went, about, Oh my god, it yeah, feel, it doesn't it. You get that experience. You literally feel like you are there. You're flying on the on the wall of that car. Oh that that gosh, car that you're gonna bro. go. You know, like rob some, rob, rob somebody, dude. It's late at night, right? Eerie, like, like it feels. In your dangerous. mom's van, <laughs> yep. dude. That bro. is nuts. That song is wild. No, that, that song, song is, is absolutely very no. And then, and then the fact that it all builds up to that, like, very, very end of like we made a right, then made a left, and, the made a right. and, and, and then like the very right. end, it's like one lucky one night, lucky night. one yeah. lucky night with the homies, one lucky night, dude. And the whole album was a day. It yeah. was a day. It was a day. Yeah, seventeen-year-old Kendrick. It's like a, a picture of his life. life, yeah. That's well, nuts. I, I love dude. how all the that skits. whole album is crazy. Well, and that's one of the few albums I still listen to the skits too. Like, yes. at the, at like, like just the fact, like, even leading into backseat freestyle, he pulls yeah. it. He's like, "Oh, I got a pack of blacks and a beat CD." Like, hop yeah. in, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, backseat freestyle comes on. <laughs> and, like, so it's lit, it's awesome. Dude. And then and then well, what after uh, like Kendrick gets his ass beat or something that it's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. take a sip of this." Goes right into swimming pools right after that. It's I don't know. Those those are the <laughs> little details, man. Those are the little details. Dude, like the first time I heard um, "Good Kid, Mad City," I, I was pretty young, so I didn't really like get it. But I was like, "Wow, this is a great movie." 
<laughs> right? That's literally yeah. very cinematic. Yeah. That's literally that what it is. Well, it really like, does give that I've, ne- I have never seen what Kendrick's parents look like. I can picture both of them. I have very vivid pictures of I'm what saying. they look like in my head, just from these skits of like hearing the mom on the phone, the dad, the, back, <laughs> the dad in the back. I want your body. Like, I, I feel like I can picture what both of them look like. Dude, he's just like the way he he writes. He's just so descriptive. He's descriptive. He's very vivid. Like and mm-hmm. Kendrick. Good Kid, Mad City is just a movie. It's movie and sound. What is that like when you hear, when you see the sound? Oh, what is that? Um, Kanye said that he had this. And then um, the the singer from Radiohead actually like legitimately is diagnosed with whatever. I can't remember the name of this right now. But yeah, there is like an actual, I don't want to call it an illness because it almost sounds kind of <laughs> dope. But like I'm sure it affects your lives. Honestly, honestly like, I don't want to diminish. I'm sure anyone honestly. who listens that has this affliction, I'm sure it affects your daily life very, very often. But I personally think from my uneducated position that it'd be dope. Um, yeah, what oh, the hell unreal. is this thing called? I, I, I'm like, I'm going to be so What is it again when you can, now? you can, when you can see sound, see when, sound. when you can see sound, yes. That's so, just what like Good Kid, Mad City is to me. Like we see everything. So when, um, oh my God, you know who actually came on the show and said he has this? Haven Prescott from Syndicate. Really? He said he, yeah, when he listens to music, he actually sees, he didn't say he sees um, anything specifically, but he sees color. Like there's certain, yes. like he can actually, and that's how it actually helps him to, shout out Haven, by the way. He's like the man, like one of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. Uh, but he really, he says when he like is, um, cause he runs a, cl- a clothing line mm-hmm. and when he's branding and like thinking about designs for his clothes, that's why he listens to music because it actually helps him to like see color and like focus wow, on like certain color Syn- theories and patterns and things like that. Synesthesia or something weird like that. Something I don't, like I don't that. know how, I don't know how to like, pronounce it. Whatever it is. It's yeah, well, cool literally like the first video is like the ver- first video already. The, it's interesting. The title of it is hearing colors, seeing sounds. I didn't yeah. even realize there's a different side to that of hearing, hearing colors. colors seeing so that sounds horrifying. That's, that's what sounds- it is. Seeing the sounds. That's, that's why mm-hmm. we're so yeah. like captivated by good kid, mad city. Cause we feel like we're in that position. Yeah, like we Crazy. don't have this disorder, but he basically has given it to us during <laughs> yeah. the course of this album. Honestly. Like, I do see, like, I do get this, like, very blue, like, crisp blue feeling when I'm listening to Swimming Pools. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Like, I look like the color of a swim. I don't know if it's just because it's named Swimming Pools. I'm not saying I see it or I have this. I'm just saying, don't do you feel that? It feels yeah. like the song yeah. is crisp. It feels very, like, refreshing almost, mm-hmm. at, especially at the part in the track listing where it's at, because it comes after, like, the very abrasive Mad City, obviously, yeah. and we're kind of coming off of... The the one song on here I, I wasn't... I, I just, for some reason, can't get myself to fully love is Good Kid. I don't know what about that song I don't really love. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, my least favorite track. You know, I can see why you say that, because that song just kind of just sets the tone. It feels forgettable. It does feel very forgettable, but it's very important because it, oh, of course it like important. switches the whole tone of the album. Yes, it's like it's like the transition mark. Exactly. I see that yeah. point right because it's very obviously it's more like money trees and poetic justice are mm-hmm. more embedded in like a softer like, R and B, smoother sound, like a scent more sensual, it's more sensual kind uh, of vibe. Yeah, going on there, exactly. Definitely. I feel like the, the the highlight of that song for me is just the like little hook, the like mass hallucination, baby. Nah, like, it's, that, so it's almost like I feel like it's a, like nice a transition. Hug. It's a nice hug. It's like it's like a good, re- really good train. Like what, uh, actually, like what you were saying, it sets a vibe. It's a really yeah. good transition because it kind of gets you into the right mindset, which. 
again, is kind of one of those things where it's like, maybe it's not a song that we go back to individually, but in the course of that album, it's almost necessary. Yeah, you, where it's it is. necessary. Fair enough. Oh, it's a great song. I, I don't, I, I'm yeah, just saying, I, sure. it's not, when, not the when, one you go no, back to. No, but I get it. I definitely get it. If that makes no, sense. I get it. Yeah, no, there's not a bad track on here. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> even Shireen, AKA Master Splinter's daughter, like, that shit, especially when you see like the, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. reference, you're just autom- I'm automatically like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I didn't, I hadn't actually, to be honest with you, I actually had never heard good um, Section 80. I actually heard Good Kid, Mad okay. City first, and then I heard Section. Section I went back oh. and heard Section 80. So I don't know if that okay. is different for me in terms, of, or that, that would. It might be be well, different. It might be. Were you section? Were you both Section no. 80? Well, so, I, so I, I started with. Um, overly dedicated. Oh, you're oh well, so you've been. I was OG I jumped, like, Yeah, you were. I, I went back, so I, mm. I'm not gonna front like I was on uh, certain guys. I fr- I'm like, yo, I was on that shit. Like with John right Bellion, away. I was like, yo, translation, translation through speakers, 900 like followers. Right I DM'd him. He DM'd me back. Wow. Never thought he was gonna. I swear to God, I swear on my life, never would have thought. And then all of a sudden, he's this he blows up, blows up. Wow. But either way, it's that like is this. Wild. I think we all have our guys. Were like, yo, I was onto that shit first, mm-hmm. but. With Kendrick, I'm not going to sit here and act like I was on overly dedicated. Well, with me, and I've, I've admitted this on the show a bunch of times, my music taste was super narrow like for a very, very long time. I feel like until I basically got to college and finally had other people other than my brother around me like playing music and making me step outside my comfort zone a bit. So I didn't even really listen to Kendrick like at all until I was chilling with my buddy Tank and he was listening to Good Kid, Bad City all the time. So that yeah. was my first introduction, was listening to that album top to bottom. And I still like vividly remember that night mm-hmm. sitting in his backyard. And like it's it's it was probably the perfect way to get into Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So I, I was going to say this earlier. I feel like where we were talking about the classics, for me with um, Section 80, it's almost like a revisionist thing because now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I remember this song. Yeah. I remember this song. This song was awesome. This song was awesome. But I never really got that full album experience with it because I was going back to it rather than like, okay, like Good Kid Mad City drops and I'm already into it. And then Pimp a Butterfly drops and I'm like, all right, I know this guy's good. I want to listen to it again. So I think that kind of influences, definitely influences my opinions on that album because I was going back to it more. Yeah. Not to jump right to Pimp a Butterfly, but I think with To Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm. that obviously, like, obviously yeah, like, like you said, with Good Kid Mad City, you're really getting that full-fledged like story of his life or yeah. like a day in the life of right like life, very definitely. cinematic movie could easily be in that in that category with Tim Butterfly like and you mentioned this a little bit early Odin's it's like it was purposeful and it was also like everything was just intricately placed for a reason and it was he it was a statement it wasn't here's an album you're going to enjoy obviously we all enjoyed it but like he, I don't think he cared about whether people enjoyed like, it. That made sense before. He had something to say. He had something to say, and obviously it was a huge part of like also obviously like social injustice and oppression in this country and and all over the world really. And I think that that was really. And then obviously it was obviously like a big black excellence mm-hmm. album, and I think it was rooted in so many just amazing jazzy neo soul. Yep influences that and then but then like really modernizing him like he was one of the first i think that really that i heard at least recently right and i think there's a lot of people trying to now copy this mm-hmm. take that same kind of format with that stripping that those jazzy and neo it's soul difficult. it's difficult it's really difficult i mean we just talked about childish gambino a little bit off the air yeah. about how he t- kind of did that with awaken my love i don't know if he didn't really come out with the story that that tip butterfly is but even so 
Well, I wonder how much uh, like the prevalence of like lo-fi type hip hop beats that their popularity now kind of draws from Pimple Butterfly showing, hey, you can actually use these sounds well and incorporate them in a song that people are going to like. Yeah. It's not just going to be something that's kind of going in one year out the other. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like it definitely had a lot of impact on a lot of the music that came out right around that time. Because now I feel like everybody has jazzy. Like we always, I feel True. like we almost sound like a broken True. record at certain points. When we're talking about albums like, oh, there's a lot of really jazzy sounds in here. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we're just like running out of words to say. It's just because every single time it's like, all right, there's some horns and there's like a nice stand-up bass line going on. So I, I wonder how much of that is, how, or how many artists would say, oh yeah, I no, heard definitely. Kendrick on this. Even- even on like Massachusetts artists, like someone like Latrell James uses a Big lot one. of jazz. I like Latrell James a lot. Luke Bars uses uses a lot of jazz. Definitely. Wait, Luke, Kendrick, uh, isn't he part of Van Buren? Van Buren, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, with Lord yeah. Felix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, yeah. Lord Felix is coming on soon. Yeah. yeah, we have him on uh, this Sunday actually. Yeah. So he's going to be another guy that we'll put out for an episode for this this uh, this month. But either way, yeah, no, I I agree with you. Like that jazz baseline and that those horn influences. That's all there in a lot of modern music now, but mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like it was really utilized, or maybe maybe not utilized well enough until like it's been Butterfly. I think in the last five or so years, you've seen a ton of that progression in in, in hip hop. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at like some of the people he brought in. He brought in George Clinton, Thundercat, Thundercat, mm-hmm. yeah, the Isley Brothers. Yep. I mean, this Snoop Dogg, Snoop. <laughs> I mean, Uncle Snoop, man. Yeah. Like, you know, these are just, and Tupac, <laughs> like, crazy, crazy, crazy. Like, but uh, also, like in terms of the story. Kendrick and just like just what the album just stands for and just what what we're supposed to get out of it just personally I think Kendrick was just kind of confronting himself like songs like you songs like I I think that's my favorite Kendrick song I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna throw that I, I I think I? I'm gonna throw that out there that's I think I is probably my favorite Kendrick song like it, like single track in a vacuum specifically the album version too like the the single version is huh. good but i love the one mm-hmm. where it's like coming up to the mic nobody 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah like that that's one of my favorite favorite songs from him if not my favorite yeah for um, i don't know there's so many good songs on here I, i'm a i'm a king kunta guy i do like that track king quite Kunta's a bit good. i like king kunta Real good. uh and it, you know what's another track i liked just for the metaphorical aspects of it was these walls man I thought these, these walls. Oh my were gosh, sick. these walls is. If these walls could talk. Oh Dude, that song's gosh. great. We were talk. We were talking about this uh, a little bit earlier with. Uh, I wrote about this in my blog post too from from last week that yep. I put out about D Smoke because he has a song on his album Free where he depicts three different uh, like past like he talks about a lot of like past life regression right so mm-hmm. he basically depicts like three different lives he could have potentially lived. And then Kendrick kind of does this a couple of times. He's done this with specifically on Damn with the song Fear, where he talks about himself at seven years old, the next verse is 17, and then the next verse being 27. Yeah. So These Walls was literally, and again, the craziest like comparison. I, I But These Walls in terms of being locked up, and then yes, These Walls yes. of the, you know, Fill, fill in the blank essentially yeah, I'm not trying to get to uh, you know of course. do yeah, like that course, way but yeah, it's definitely. just you know the sexual aspect we'll say so like that is just such a crazy thing to bring into one song and to pull it off mm-hmm. I was stunned yeah I was gonna say like, I think that's stunned. the most impressive part because we've I've, we've definitely even talked about a lot of people trying to kind of do some very interesting metaphors and, and like, uh, like yeah 
a lot of the times it falls flat because they just don't have the ability to make it actually kind of punch through. You hear it and it's like, all right, man, you really couldn't have come up with any kind of better Mm -hmm. way of saying that than what you did, but it just works. It works that well because he's putting all the extra thought into it, trying to tie it into the other themes like you just mentioned. He's brilliant, man. He really is. No, that man's brilliant. He's brilliant. And we haven't even talked about the most recent. Like this, we've just been talking about like older stuff too. I mean, is, is even though I think that those two albums are his best, I feel like damn still like it had a lot of songs that finally put him back onto. Not that it should, it's something that we should be praising too much, but like back onto uh, radio playlists and stuff. Because I heard I heard humble and DNA probably for the next like year and a half yeah. after that album dropped. Loyalty, Especially for, yeah. How much was loyalty mm-hmm. on the radio everywhere? Oh my god, love that was another one. Yeah, love's one of my favorites. Off that one, no, that song's amazing. I love that song. Zakari, Zakari's good, but um, I mean, solo, he's kind of underwhelming right now. But I agree. He that. does very well on on hooks, features. He does very very well. Yep. But I agree. Individually, with that. you know, there's still some work that needs to be done there. There's some growth he needs. Definitely, he has to share. I think he has to figure out what his sound is. Not yeah. to go off on this tangent, but I, I agree with you with that. Like. I've tried his solo stuff. It doesn't do do well for me. I loved him on Sir's project. Yes, he had a great song on that one. Mood. And then obviously Mood. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that song's a freaking yeah. Oh, that's that one of my favorites a gem. on that that's album. A gem. That was one of my top it's albums. A gem. Oh, gem yeah. of a uh, song. I completely agree. The, to be honest with you, as I look more and and like as I've listened through to to, to Damn. There's like again not a bad song here. I mean, lust is another like the, the lust is great. The lust love <laughs> mm-hmm. dot pairing as well, right? Yep. Like that juxtaposition is again another just perfect example of Kendrick. Like the forethought that goes into these kind of things. Exactly. It's not like you just accidentally put these two songs together and that they just happen to have themes that go in parallel with each other. Like, no, this is all something that probably was written down on like a scrap piece of paper. Who even knows how long ago mm-hmm. into some like random brainstorm idea that's then snowballed into this. And then, like I said a little bit earlier, like the introspective part of a song like fear and that track is, I'm looking at it. Like, I think love's my most, Enjoyable, like again, kind of going back to the good kid, mad, see a little more enjoyable than Spin Butterfly. I think the best song on here is probably Fear. The most enjoyable one for me, I think, is Love, but Fear okay. that's that track is just wild. Yeah, for me, um, DNA is definitely the, my most enjoyable track. That's yeah, one I listen to the most. Dang. Oh, that, that yeah, is... is definitely my favorite track on the whole project, and XXX is like. That, that song is yeah. just the U2 the feature. Oh, that's great. I, that's I saw that in the track list. I was, I was like, you like, got to be kidding oh me. My. What? U2? Amazing. Yeah. Execution was it worked so 100%. Well. It was there. Well, I think it was similar with like a Post Malone, uh, Ozzy Osbourne thing from this past year where you saw okay, Ozzy yeah. Osbourne on the, on the track listing and you were like, uh, like uh, how? I don't know. Yeah. And then that one, like, <laughs> that one worked. Although I will say now that it's been flipped and post featured on the Ozzy album, not good. Not a fan. You know, uh, you know fan. where else it didn't work? Quavo and Madonna definitely did not work. Even on even Quavo's just, album, it, it, even just hearing it, you already are like, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. <laughs> that album was not good. <laughs> that, that album was not, was not good. good. Not at all. I yeah, no, not not at all. Not at all. Um, Offsets was half decent though. No straight. Well, I think I remember us something. talking about that and saying that we felt like it was kind of like the better. Of it was the better of the solo album sure. that were getting dropped. For sure, the better of the three. Yeah, man. This this uh, you know, it's kind of funny about um about damn apparently is. 
so you can, I guess, listen to it backwards. Yeah, it yeah. Tells yeah. A different that's story, a yeah. thing, and it I tells guess. a different story. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not sure. I don't. Well, know what how did he release that as? Like the the collector's edition? Yeah, the collector's, collector's edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure 100. percent I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but the this whole song, this whole album is supposed to depict like somebody being shot and killed or like some or like exactly i i, I never i kind of missed that I, I always only, miss that i always that's missed what that... damn was really about and i think that's the reason why it's behind the other two for me yeah mm-hmm. because because like i i can feel there's something there and it almost is just frustrating it's like god damn it like i've listened to so much music <laughs> and i've like deciphered so much stuff like this at this point like why can't i piece this mm-hmm. album together yeah, I've tried listening to it backwards too, and I just I've read up some things about it. It was a while back, not not anything recently that I can like really remember. But I remember it being reading up something along the lines of like somebody dies, and like this is like them they're like their flashback like right before yeah. they're about to die. Like they how they say like your life. Oh yeah, so it's like going backwards through their life. This mm-hmm. whole album is supposed to be the flash. Oh well, yeah, because isn't isn't Duckworth uh, the last song? It talks yeah. about like his dad uh, yep. basically starting up top, top dog. dog. Yeah. yeah, so that would that would make sense that they were like going backwards through their life. So then, if you listen to it in the reverse order, then you're almost seeing Kendrick's life in like forward motion, maybe or something well, no, like that. So remember on Blood, that very first track yep. where where he meets she the says lady. the woman's like, "I need something. I need to need something from you." I'm paraphrasing, but I need something from you. And Kendrick's like, "What?" What is it? And she's Boom. like, your yeah, life. life. So, yeah. and then it's his, supposedly, like I said, it's supposed to be a flash of his life, like flashing before his eyes before he dies. And then, yeah. like you said, if you listen to it backwards, it's supposed to be his life in order. In basically. order. Mm-hmm. Until, so how it happens. Okay. Maybe, okay. Until he tragically dies. Yeah. 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 Although so, I will say the best gunshot that he uses in any of his songs is, um, isn't it in the in, in these walls? Like the by the time you hear the next pop, the funk shall be within oh, you. Like that, <laughs> I, that. I think that's in this. I think that's in these walls. That's, I love. Yeah, I love is. that part. That's one of my, no. It's in King Kunta. It is King Kunta. Yeah. Favorite Because then it goes right into institutionalized, is. which mm-hmm. we didn't even talk about that track. Oh, that track's freaking killer with Snoop and and Anna Wise, but. You know what? I always ask people this question. Let's go back to Dan for just a minute. But I want your guys' take on this. The song God, particularly his vocals, the laughing to the bank like, uh-huh. <laughs> how did you guys feel about that track? That song is amazing. Thank you. No, that I, song I like is it. Amazing. A lot of people were like, oh, he's just not a good singer. It's like, you don't have to be. Like, if you if you get the feeling, the melody's across, there. The melody, yeah. <laughs> and the content is there. The lyrical content yeah. is there. Like, yeah. And it's and it's I an think easy it's, track yeah. to sing along to. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's like, like almost like a playful like side of him yeah, that you anybody can go often. Uh huh. Like along with that, like <laughs> me, like, the, it doesn't matter what you sound. It's catchy as hell, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I never understood why people. I remember I was playing this. I can't remember for who. It was either I can't I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. But I, when this album came out, I played it, and they're like, Ah, nah, man, this ain't the one. And I'm like. What? what do you mean? This thing is mean? This isn't the one. Are you serious? <laughs> it's because a lot of people are basic. They don't realize how like shallow their music taste is oh until gosh. you until you try and like challenge them a little bit, and they're just like, nope, nope, I can't do it. Not I doing it. Do it. Nope, I don't want to think about it. And, uh, and those heavenly strings over it, just like, oh For man, I, I'm 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 a big fan of that song. I don't know how people couldn't couldn't like but that track. You know, you know what it is too. It's like we got to look at the track list for damn. He's like trying to tackle some difficult topics like god lust love like it's kind of dense like how how do you talk about love in like three minutes dude 
That's what Kendrick is there's trying a lot to do. To it. Yeah, it, there's a lot, exactly. And how many people attempt to talk about lust and love in either a, a very, you know, uh, you know, not a very tasteful way, yeah, or doesn't really get the point across. So, I mean, well, how I many mean, people have tried that? A lot. Well, I mean, even know? a the group that we've been very outwardly fans of, Emotional Oranges, that's like every that's one of their songs where they're talking about like some type of romantic connection, whether it's love, lust, whatever. And all of their songs have started to basically give the same sentiments. So... It I'm and they're good and that's the thing is like that's a good band. It sounds like this is I'm talking about like a shitty pop band. No, this is like my number two album of the year still. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really really I don't know impressive when somebody has a different take on yeah. the same topic that everybody else has done and everybody will continue to do. Like no one's gonna stop writing love songs. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, my favorite part about Kendrick, okay, is he puts one of my favorite parts. I shouldn't say my favorite part is he puts just the right amount of features I feel like on his albums he puts them perfectly in places where they're best utilized he doesn't oversaturate his album and we talked about that a little bit with the Wale album this year did you Mm -hmm. hear that album by the way say that one more time the Wale album no I haven't listened to to it it yet not yet I want to do a review for it that's why go do a review for it and I I would definitely want to hear your take on it I personally oh actually you know what I want to yeah, we won't influence you. We won't influence you either way. Yeah, just check it out. But <laughs> right. my personally, I'll just say this about it. My one gripe with it, and I think you kind of echoed the same, was the fact that it had so many features on it, yeah. and mm. it watered it down just a tad. I still, yeah. I mean, That's... sonically, it was still incredible. But well, true. I, I feel like with to features... be a classic, like you were saying, I think to put it in that, it's it's abs. It's, it's not a classic. No. While, while that's crazy, it's not a classic. I'm just gonna throw that out. There. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I say it's a classic. Like yeah. it, it might have classic songs, but I don't think it top to bottom would be. Yeah, a classic. no, no, because like Damn has what 14 tracks and seven has um, um and Kendrick has seven of those tracks all to himself. Mm-hmm. Damn, he has 14, 14, right? and only th- no, there's only three features: Rihanna, Zakari, right. and you too. All right, there you go. So it even bolsters your argument even more there. And then Good Kid was J-Rock, which was one of his... I mean, I think that was maybe one of well, the best Yeah, features. that's oh, yeah, the, best, of course. the best feature on, on that on whole Kendrick, album. Yeah, oh, my on God. A, on easily. Kendrick album. Like, I easily. hope the Lord forgive... <laughs> oh, my God. That whole, that whole verse is great. Drake, MC8, Anna Wise, and Dr. Dre. So there's, yeah. what, five features on, on, on Good Kid, Mad City. Now, Pimp a Butterfly is a little bit different because I think a lot of those were instrumental parts but but even still with that I'm, background I think it's only six features on a 16 track album 16, too, so yeah, it's still come on. he's doing more than half the album exactly Rhapsody Ronald Isley James Fauntleroy Thundercat Anna Wise Bilal and George Clinton and yeah. Snoop Dogg so a little bit so, more so there, it just goes to show you a lot you of like, those features on the same song too yeah that's very true as well. and it just goes to show you that um, Kendrick takes on majority of the album and the people that he's bringing along they're not people that's going to um kind of like compromise his sound they're there to assist his vision yeah they wouldn't be there unless he thought while writing it like this would sound good yeah, with Snoop with, on it. this exactly. would sound good with thundercat given the baseline exactly and i'm pretty exactly, sure thundercat yeah. has a lot of i think he has a lot of production um, yeah he does uh credits on like basically the rest of that album. Yeah. i think he actually didn't he help produce the whole thing i think pretty he produced every single song which pretty i mean makes a lot genius. of sense by the sound of it oh yeah. thundercat's awesome we were i think i was just talking to you about his appearance on uh the cave the other day Dude, like slamming four mm-hmm. Yervas in a row and going in and Sheesh. going going crazy. Yeah. Lit. Oh my god. He walked. He. The, I think the episode starts with him going. Yeah, I'm gonna have another one. Cracks it and slams one. There's like a little Sheesh. count at the bottom. Like two Yervas in. I think oh, Kenny Beats crazy. is like, dude, you're gonna die. Like, crazy. <laughs> he has production credits 
according to Wikipedia, his production credits on three tracks. Three? Wesley's Theory. Which he plays bass on, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hood Politics. Okay. And Complexion with Rhapsody. Those are the three. So, so right. Complexion is the one that they don't list him on a feature. So that's yeah. one that he just And Hood Politics, production. they don't list him either. Really? Yeah, they don't. The only mm-hmm. one he's listed on is Wesley's Theory. No shit. As a feature, yeah. As a feature, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're yeah, you're right. Yeah. For some reason I always thought there was another Oh, and these walls. He's on the he, uh for I I I actually didn't even realize Oh my god, that you're right. Yep, sorry. Reading four. until reading it literally mm-hmm. right now. Yep, I'm so he's on Thundercat on these I walls. Yeah. I apologize. You know who's on this a lot too is Soundwave. And he's the guy that gave I know I'm sorry I keep going back to D Smoke. I'm like loving him though. Uh, I mean, a lot he, of people are. He uh he was the one that was that did the song with him. On that, oh, the when they did the with the producer, I actually producer, forgot yeah. that was Soundwave. That was no Soundwave, shit. yeah, because he's part of TD, which again, like, again, it kind of bolsters again back to your argument about you know, was it kind of staged because it just so happens that he's Sir's brother and he just so happens that they get, get TD like Soundwave, you know? on. but again, that's a different story. I don't want to, it is what it I, is, I, I, exactly. well, a lot of that, but, you know, a lot of reality TV is just kind of for the show. Like, nah, what, what I remember the true. moment for me, I, I forget if I was watching like either American Idol or The Voice or something. And at a certain point, you just realize it's all B-roll. Like, all, like, yeah. when the judges are, like, turning to each other with their mouths open, and then you see, like, the person standing up in the audience clapping. Like, that was all pre-recorded mm-hmm. before they even started bringing these people out onto the stage. Like, they're not going to run the risk of having someone go out there, and they don't have exactly the right crowd reaction they wanted to put out there. Exactly. So I feel like even though it's a Netflix show, it's still going to be liable to the same type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. But Good Kid, Mad City, to Pippa Butterfly, and damn, classic albums. And I also like the way they connect because on Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar kind of, um, you know, on the second half of Mad City where he starts talking about if he like that he killed somebody pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he transfers that that over on. He confronts himself on to Pimpa Butterfly on Black or the Berry because that album came out during the time. Who got shot during that time? The black kid, the police officer. Oh, Trayvon, oh, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Yeah. And then he talked about that. And then I feel like on Damn, even when you look at the album cover, he looks like he's depressed. Yeah. Like it's all finally worn It's him like, down. yeah, it's like on To Pimp a Butterfly, he was like this. He was just like on this spiritual journey, how much a dollar cost. Like he was like looking at himself being very introspective. He was like a higher version of himself. Mm-hmm. And then on Damn, he like comes back to earth and he's like, shit. Like Part of that might almost be like, well, I just went through this whole change phase or like changed myself, mm-hmm. but then nothing else changed around nothing me or whatever. Changed. So then he's just kind of right back down. Right to, back down. Like, right okay, what was the Earth. point? And that's kind, of, that's kind of what that face almost says to me. It was like, oh, okay, what was the point? Like, damn. Like, <laughs> like damn. honestly, it's like, I don't know. Just the way no Kendrick intended. just connects everything together. It's like no one else, to me personally, in rap history has been able to do it like this at that level consistently back mm-hmm. to back to back I just I just don't know anyone else who dropped three classics if, except for Kanye yeah, I was gonna say Kanye is the only other <laughs> except person except for Kanye yeah, he, he, he points right at me except he almost for, like saw I like sat except up for like, Kanye. Oh, <laughs> except for Kanye but Kanye is also a producer so he can do that on the production end and lyrically But he can make his sound as cohesive as he wants as it he to wants, be as he wants exactly so to kind of piggyback off your theory a little bit and sort of my what I think to be the sort of uh, concept of damn it does make sense in that if damn is really the end of that we'll call it maybe like a trilogy let's say that for Kendrick to kind of get the karma and die in damn 
right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that True, yeah. if, if he killed somebody in Good Kid, Mad City, he's going through the whole thing, the whole part yeah. about it, into Butterfly. That's a good point. I didn't even thought dies about that. and damn. I mean, that would be that would really that's like the get, price he paid. Who knows? Sure, and that's the connection between all three of those albums. And we could be completely off. And oh, yes, that's, the, that's the best but part about music. I know, though, that's like, the thing. But exactly, you know? but it is what I was about to say. The beautiful part about this is we have the evidence to like literally back it up. Like we have legitimate songs. Like this is what I tell my students all the time. I teach English, right? I don't know if okay. I told you this, but and like one of the big things that I'm one of the big skills I teach is like, yo, like prove it to me. Yeah. Don't don't tell me, don't tell, show me. Show that's what me. I tell them mm-hmm. in my and when they're writing papers. I'm like, yo, tell me where or should we show me where you see this in this source you're using Make or me in see the text it through your or, eyes, basically. Yeah. Right. And then tell me your thoughts or what you can connect or what you take, what thematic element you potentially take from this. How does that piece of text evidence connect to your theory yep. or your argument or exactly. your thesis or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're do, we're literally doing just that with Kendrick Lamar. Not to make it like super educational, but hey. Turn no, it is what it is. It is what it is. On brand. This is what, but anyway. this is what I like, yeah. <laughs> but either way, man, like it's, it's so – that's what the great part about music. I think that's why for us – well, all of us really, I think we can can connect to that because you you kind of start to put these little pieces puzzle together, and you can and you can have your own really theory or thoughts about a specific you know album or mm-hmm. string of albums or artists or whatever, and you're not wrong if you can back it up. Yeah. And I feel and like music is one of the few art forms where that's actually encouraged. Where yes, like a lot of yes. like so so many artists will use metaphors for the reason that now their song doesn't have one specific purpose, so you can interpret that however you want to. Exactly. And I feel like. Like just to compare it to like other mediums, like in movies, there's an ending to the movie. Like at, at a certain point, like most, I, I want to say like ninety percent of movies will wrap up at some point where everyone leaves the theater or whatever. And goes, go, okay, I know how that ended. Yeah. I know what to feel, and that's why some of my favorite movies are by directors like Tarantino and uh, oh, David Lynch my because he's very much so like I'm just gonna put some random stuff in here that I wanted to because I thought it would help the movie. You can make your own decisions about that. I'm not gonna spell anything out for yep. you because it's almost doing the fan a service if you basically are telling them hey this is the movie this is what to think this is how i want you to feel about these characters not to call them up but like lifetime movies like that's basically like hey this is the guy you're supposed to dislike this is the guy you're supposed to like and then you go through the whole movie so i feel like music kind of gives you that opportunity without really much thought going off of that too what i i can't stand all right this is this is what pisses me off the most is when people say, oh, well, that song is bad or that album's bad, and they have absolutely no evidence or reasoning to back that up. Okay, like, if you feel that way, that's great. Mm-hmm. I want to know about tell it. Me, tell me yeah, why. Like, something tell happened. Why like, how this album hurt like you? Like, like, tell me why. Yeah. Like, why don't you like this specific artist, or why don't you like... And again, it's this is all up to interpretation, all subjective. Like, our opinions on music... It's not necessarily quote unquote right or wrong. It's just our opinions. But mm-hmm. if you're able to analyze the art in, in a way that it's meant to be, you know, dissected and digested, then you should have a legitimate reason for why you don't like something mm-hmm. or, or like something really yeah. at the end of the day. Right. I mean, so especially when it comes to music, because I hate when certain artists get bashed for, oh, well, like I don't like them. All right. Well, why don't you like them? And they can't really think of any reason why. You know what I mean? Oh, I just hear them all over the place. Okay. I don't know why that would necessarily make you like dislike a radio station yeah. for like blowing them? this song up too right. much. Right. So I think like Tyler the Creator is a guy, for example, that gets a lot of flack like that. Oh, like, definitely. Especially, especially now. Especially people recently? will discount him. Yeah. Oh, because oh, 
Igor's not rap. It isn't. Who cares? Even, but he, we, it isn't. But we know it's a great album. It probably shouldn't have won best rap album, but it should have won something. We should have had. We should have had you on <laughs> it the episode. Had something man. like. Was he? Were you? Were you bugged? Did he bugged this? Yeah, room? he might. He bugged, bugged this room when we talked about. We had like this exact conversation. This, this conversation in our catalog. Like, I swear to God, like it oh, wow. is there. Trust okay, me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, because I mean, I'm sure you saw the interview afterwards where they were like, "Oh, Tyler, how do you feel about this?" And he's like, "Well, it's not a rap album. It's not a rap album. Not at all. It's like." gives a good funk. good critique of like and yeah that's I fine. Feel like all these albums that's fine thrown. it shouldn't have won best no, rap no not album. rap it should not have been a but rap it album. definitely deserved to win something for sure and it saying. deserved to be nominated for best album of the year exactly if yes exactly are you kidding me come on or like we talked about this when we like uh, I can't remember what episode it was now but it was one of our most more recent ones but like oh I think it was when we were talking about it was our top albums of the year when we were talking about Igor I think that's how this all got brought yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we had Because we talked about it a little bit on the Grammys episode, the preview episode that we yeah. did, but we didn't really discuss it a ton uh, we, until then. Yeah, we wanted to like get through all the categories. All the categories. But, yeah, we, we literally said that, you know, it, it, the fact that it's listed as like a contemporary, or it was going to be urban. 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 What? What does that mean? Urban. Urban. Well, what the only album I can think of in memory that also got nominated for that was uh, the Carters, like the year before. They nominated the Carters for Urban Contemporary. It's like that Urban all, like, Contemporary. I, the, you're gonna think, say that these two albums oh sound gosh. anything like each other? That they were in the same category? That's yeah. literally saying like this is what it makes me mad about things like the Grammys and like the the Academy. It's like here are all the great black albums this year. It's like. Are you fucking kidding? Me? Well, I think I think those categories show more than others how much bias there is. Like it's like crazy. Other, you didn't listen to the album, like, clearly. Yeah, you like other, other categories, album. you like can sort of maybe like bend over backwards and see mm-hmm. their reasoning for their yeah. nominations and stuff. But then it's especially once you get down to like the lower kind of fringe categories too. It's like okay, this is just an absolute sham. Also, point. it's like it's out, it's outdated. Like how Super old are outdated. these people? I don't know. For don't you know who, to to think that Tyler the Creator is a rapper now, he is the most non stereotypical <gasps> black quote unquote rapper ever, ever. Tyler, like he breaks every stereotype you could ever. I mean, like it's crazy. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Goes understand from making it. shock rap to a concept album. A con- two, it's crazy. Two concept. Yeah. Two. Concept sorry. Albums. Two concept albums. And just him as a person, like he's quirky. He's nerdy. He likes anime. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really. He, he's like he's not talking about drinking and doing drugs and not anymore. Anyways. And cars. Yeah. Well, yeah. But thank, thankfully. But not. But, <laughs> but he. But he wasn't talking about it in the way that other rappers were. Like these. He was almost over. Yeah. It, where it's like They're everyone like, else is like, oh, this is wicked cool, and he's just like he's talking about like popping a million and a half pill like he, he blows it <laughs> yeah. so far overboard where it's like all right he's just joking around mm-hmm. but he claimed no but he literally claimed he's like i never even did any of that shit he's like i barely smoke weed he's like i barely drink like i don't do any of that I was, wait was, didn't he, he say that he's like he's already weird enough like he almost yeah. like, couldn't do drugs mm-hmm. that he would just make him like people wouldn't be able to handle him anymore yeah yeah it's 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 wild man but yeah no it's why i i, I can't stand that like that part of it you know of like okay if it's bad that's great that's tell great. me why tell me why or what's good that's awesome tell me why I think that's why I feel like that's one of the reasons why Fantano got as big as he is now because even though people don't agree with his opinions like we just oh, did a second yeah. ago about yeah. uh, my, be- my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy yeah. 
even within I think that he's review, come back on that, hasn't he? He well, he, has he has said that his critiques of it um, still stand, but I think that he said that his like rating might be a little bit different. But he, at this point, honestly, he's like gonna refuse to ever re-review that album because that would just cause no matter what it's, he it's does, it would cause an uproar. It's, 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 it, that album's a near ten. Like if, I, I would if, agree. If there are any albums that are close? Well, to not tens. sandwiched right into Kanye's unbelievable like track record with yeah. uh, early registration, college dropout, beautiful dark mm-hmm. twisted fantasy, and eight oh eights. Like th- <laughs> like those four right there. It's ridiculous. Unreal. And then I know graduation. a lot of people do. Oh yeah, graduation. graduation. Yeah. So yeah. Five, five. And then a lot of people do end up bringing um, Yeezy into it. Or not Yeezy. Yeah. Um, Life Life of Pablo. Um, sorry. Life of Pablo is good. Too. Um. So. I, I I don't I that was where I kind of like started drawing the line right around there. Really? I it's I I, I, I don't know why. For some no, reason Yeezus, that album didn't click with me. Yeezus now that I've gone back to it. Here's the thing about Yeezus actually, which is which I'm going to mention here is that he I I don't want to say he was like the father of it, but he was the one that brought that sound to the mainstream because there were artists that were doing that sound, that very industrial uh like abrasive sound like a Death Grips, um Denzel Curry in like his very 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 youth but Yeezus was one of those albums that, like, was very influential. Okay. So I'll give it that for that for that. And 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 going back to it, there are a lot of like there's actually not just say a lot, but there's a couple of really great tracks on that. Like Blood on the Leaves is maybe one of the mm-hmm. best songs he's ever done. Send it up. Uh, didn't care for that one personally. Really? It just didn't. It hasn't stayed with me. It just it's not a song that I've I've gone back to. New Slaves. As I've come back to it later on, you know what's funny? What got me back on New Slaves was um, um, that Jonah Hill movie. Did you see that? Which one? Uh, the one it's called, uh, the one he directed and made. Like the, oh, um, the mid nineties, mid nineties, dude. And it samples the end. Great, great. it samples the end of New Slaves. And I was I like, what is this up. from? Yeah, it's it's when there when he like meets all his friends finally. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. the movie Odin's, but. He it's uh I don't know, basically depicts this young kid growing up in California and he gets into like skateboarding and, and then skateboarding like all the other things associated with that exactly okay. uh but there's a part in, the, in that or a scene in that movie where he's riding on the skateboards with all his friends and in the background is the very last half or last part of New Slaves and. I love I love that part of that song. It's just obviously it's just angelic and just kind of like this triumphant like feel good thing. And I was I was like, where is this from? Because I couldn't quite put my finger on mm-hmm. it. And I was like, yo, this is that's Kanye. This is Kanye. This is New Slaves. No wonder why this sounds so goddamn good. It's Kanye. I think mm-hmm. the best thing we got out of uh, that album Yeezy was or Yeezus was uh, the joke video for Bound Two with um, <laughs> Bound Two Rogan and too, like that. That <laughs> and James Franco, right? That Another video is so damn that is, funny. Yeah, that video is pretty funny. <laughs> He's a troll. I love it's it. A total troll. Oh shit! Oh my god, so funny. All right, my last question here for you guys: ranking Kendrick Lamar's albums. If you were to rank them from one through five, just personal preference. You can okay. rank them in any way you want. Okay. Whether if you th- if you value like we talk about this all a couple of times, like valuing what potentially like replayability over like artistic, artistic vision yeah. or vice versa like okay. whatever percentage you want to give to that in your own head okay five to one five to one okay so five if you guys i have mine if you want to think about it i already got mine yeah. first no I already mean, yeah, you asked the question you might as well lead us off all right yeah, yeah. so i'll go overly dedicated as five yeah 
for me personally. I think uh, probably all of us would agree with that. I think I'll agree with that. Uh, I'll go number four, uh, section 80. Yeah. Okay. And then my three, it, this is just the painful things, ways to do this, but my number three, to Bimba Butterfly. Wow. Wow. I was expecting that. <laughs> I was, I was not all. expecting that at all. Not at all. Two, damn, one, Good Kid, Mad City. My reasoning. Okay? Ah. To Bimba Butterfly, better album. I listen to Damn more, and I think, and I don't know, I don't know. So the replayability, the replayability yeah, thing yeah, has in. been like I can't really tell you the last true time I've gone back to Bimba Butterfly. And trust me, I love the jazzy stuff. And again, I love that album. Like if I'm in the mood for it, I'll go listen to Bimba Butterfly. But I don't ever go toward like individual songs from to Bimba Butterfly. I don't. I find myself going back to Damn, crawling back to it, listening to a string of three or four tracks from Damn, mm-hmm. or gotcha. going to listen to the whole thing. I, when I go to okay I want to go listen to Kendrick Lamar today I'm finding myself going more towards those two albums okay. and it's just more off enjoyability like if we're ranking these differently no question I think for me to Pimp Butterfly is the best album of the five but when you're but on enjoyability for you for mine personally and again like it pains me to put to Pimp Butterfly there but yeah that's that's my that's my take on wow, this. That, that's that's, that's my five. If that's I'm not what I see. I was dude. I was so ready to be like, all right, that does my, makes my job easy. And I was gonna say I had like the same yeah. list as you in the same order. So I'm assuming that we'll probably end up having probably basically the same list then. What do you have? So I I mean we all agreed that overly dedicated for number and, five, sex for number four, definitely. and then for me it would go damn pimple butterfly, good kid, mad city. Ah. Three, two, one. So oh, his, oh, so then yours is flipped. So then yours is flipped. Honestly, I love that. that we all no. I'm glad he's here. Right before yours. No. Uh-huh. I'm glad he's here because he's giving that this third man in the room here is giving us a little bit. He's not driving a wedge, but he's actually bringing out some of these differences. I feel like Sam was telling me this the other day, one of our other marketing guys. Shout out Sam. He was. He's like, you guys just agree way too much. Like <laughs> you and like, true, true. No, it's right. You're not right. That, it, it's just authentic. Like we yeah. genuinely agree. Like I'm not gonna disagree. With I think you the only time we've ever had like a disagreement was about the hardcore album with with Crafter because like I'm a big hardcore guy and you just don't yeah. really listen that much. I I think there's been had, a few albums that we've been definitely not agreed on, but necessarily not not necessarily that. disagreed on. Where it's like been like, like mainly like really polar up polar. Yeah, like oh you like this, I did not like polarizing opinions. Yeah, no, I. So this is interesting. All right, you're, you're, you're five through um, one, obviously. All right, number five, we already know. Overly mm-hmm. dedicated. Four, section 80. Three, damn. Two, good kid, mad city. Number one, to pimp a butterfly. I think I think we can hear this say this like I think they're all like a point away. Like if oh, you were yeah, like yeah. if you were a give, point point five point if yeah like if if you were going on like a scale or whatever I'd be like yeah like Good Kid, Mad City's a nine point nine and Pimba Butterfly okay, or okay, a ten okay. to Pimba Butterfly. I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers. Yeah, like, yeah, for yeah, yeah. example, like yeah. you know, Damn is nine point seven and Pimba yeah. Butterfly is nine point six. Like that's how yeah, close, it's like it's like that's how close, close they yeah. are for me and for me personally. No, I, I I agree. Like I would say that Pimple Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad City are closer for me. But then, like it's not like Damn is multiple strides behind them or anything like that. It's literally right there. Mm-hmm. It is. No, I completely agree, man. I think that Kendrick is like to have three classic albums that you're fighting over. Like you <laughs> At feel least, yeah. Like, you feel like shit. I, I really I felt like shit given to Pimple Butterfly the bronze there. Like I just it pained me. Because it should be gold tough. anytime. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. No, but I get that though. The replayability, and that's why people um, gravitate towards "Damn" and "Humble" and "Love." Oh, "Humble" got you know, so like just big. the accessible songs. But he still 
has that depth to go along with it and that like musical complexity in the production and the lyrics to go along with that so I love the video for Humble too. That, especially that part where they had the um, the camera on like the track and it's yeah. it's like moving around. He's following it every time. Uh-huh. See, I I thought that was just like a some kind of camera trick or something. It was my buddy Dalton. Shout out Dalton from the hardcore band we were just mentioning. Um, and he was the one who was like, no, slow the video down. You can tell it's an actual camera because when it stops, you can see like the minor lens wobble from like when it stops. Like, dude, how? Like this is the kind of thing that only a graphic design photo major is gonna like oh, yeah. notice. And I'm so glad he pointed it out because it made it so much more impressive. And then later on, he did say in an interview like, no, it was a camera on a track. It was like going around while they were That's recording. That's crazy. But yeah, so like, where's Kendra going next? So I heard a rumor. I don't know how, what the truth is to this, and so this isn't like a, you hear, heard it here first or whatever, because I have no idea. I heard he's trying like a rock album or like or a rock that makes based a worried. album. I'm not gonna lie, my was, initial reaction to that was a little worried. Just what I heard, I don't know if it's true. I have no idea. I saw that. I don't remember where I saw it or where I heard it, but I heard, did hear that he's potentially trying. There's a rumor of because well, didn't uh, he didn't, had you two on? I didn't mean, Cuddy try doing like a rock album? Oh yeah, speeding bullet to yeah. heaven, yeah. to hell, whatever. How bad was that? That was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Disaster. So that's yeah. why I'm like, I'm a little worried. Not that I even want to remotely compare these two artists because it's like, Definitely Kid Cody had had or had good songs, but I mean. He bounced back after that though. He like, did. crazy. He did. <laughs> Although I feel like bouncing back, not to diminish again the bounce back, but bouncing back from an album like that, it's like you could even just put out something mediocre and no, people would be like, true. all right, good, Cuddy's back. Like, true. I mean, I'm, same thing happened to M. That's true too, and and he acknowledges it himself all yeah. the time, which I love. I, people people yeah. being able to like kind of self realize, all right, you know that was trash. Like, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> like that. I think that definitely shows a lot of maturity in an artist if they yeah. can admit their own stuff was a little going off track. He's apologized for revival, like I don't know how many times, but on songs by now, like it's been a couple of times where yeah. he's been like, yeah, my bad on on that revival shit. Like I apologize. <laughs> Nah, uh, but a rock album that's interesting. I just hope that um, I don't know if that's true. By the way, I'm just this is just no, yeah, I, I don't know definitely. But, but for for whatever he he decides to do with his next project, I just hope he just takes it in the direction that's very familiar. If he change, he can change up the sound because from Good Kid, Mad City has. to to Pimple Butterfly, that was like a complete 180. So if he does and another then back to, one, and then back to Damn, and then back was, to Damn, was a different one too, and then. Whatever direction he decides to go on here, I just hope he just remains intact. Just in terms of his artistry, the storytelling has to be there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The lyrics definitely got to be there. But if he's going to try to change change up the sonics, hopefully it's something that we can gravitate to or something that can grow on us. Especially if he's trying to do something like... I wonder if he'll try outlandish. and uh, follow like what you were saying before, the more industrial and experimental sounds. That would be really Probably. interesting because he's like done a lot of aggressive. Maybe like an yeah. alternative album by well, Kendrick. That could be something. That, that if he does that, I might be a little bit more in tune with it. Maybe For that's sure. what I mean by yeah. rock. Like if he went over like some Denzel Curry type Or some of the beats oh, from yeah. like some rap songs and stuff oh, like, like that. Some of like yeah. the really, really or if he, some, like, if he got some shit. production from like Kenny Beats or something. Oh, Kenny I don't know. Kenny Beats killing it. Honestly, like I think Kenny Beats is my Kenny, oh, a little, a little. Did we just stumble on something? Did we just stumble on a little Kenny Square? Maybe, Maybe that's Kenny why he's Square. been so quiet because yes. he doesn't want people to know. Yeah, the Kung Fu Kenny, dude. That's Yo, that'd imagine. be sick. I would. Love that'd be a great that. marketing ploy too. Oh, just, just in general. Oh yeah, and um, the um, the production by Kenny Beats would be phenomenal because Kenny Beats, he's the kind of producer that molds to your sound. Oh, he's a chameleon. He's an absolute chameleon. He will m- make you sound good. 
in the best way that you're sa- I don't know how to explain well, no, it, but well, like, dude, even artists have a hard time describing it because, like, on the cave, they'll come out and then they'll listen to it and be like, "Wait, that was me? Like, yeah. I just did that?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, you were just in the booth for like five minutes. Of course, you did that." And it's it's crazy to see what he can do in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Artists will come in there and be like, "Oh yeah, I want like a beach vibe," and he'll be like, "All right, boom," and automatically open it up all his different samples and in. in like 35 seconds already has his whole sample board made with basically the perfect sound that guy's good like he he teamed up with rico nasty she has this very grunge kind of sound and he mimicked that sound perfectly and he did it the way he knew best anger management is that what it's called anger management and you like that a lot right yeah i I listened to it a couple times i it was i mean i'm not huge ricky although although now that i've heard uh, that hundred the hundred gex remix with Rico Nasty and uh in the cl- like clip of the song that they have together like I liked her because she was like really aggressive and it's kind of mm-hmm. like in your face but then I heard her doing some of that type of stuff too I'm like oh man like I She's really want to hear her do it more yeah. definitely and he just re- released a project with Denzel Curry yep Kenny Beats I love mm-hmm. that thing, and yeah. with uh Vince Staples so he's Dude. out there he's out there doing his thing and he's doing it at an exceptionally high level. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like he's never lazy. I feel like that's never. one thing with Kenny Beats. Like he's not going to just throw a track together. He, no, it's like everything is thought out. I mean, he's even said that uh, he like hides his samples and stuff. Like he doesn't want people to know what he's sampling. Like uh, people will be I like, "Where'd you that. get that 808 from?" He's not going to tell you. He's mm-hmm. not going to give you anything because that's part of the magic. Like he has all these samples. He doesn't want them getting out. Because any True. producer, not any producer, because he's got skill, but they'll know. Like okay, here's his like summary vibe folder, and here's mm-hmm. those like thick 808s over here. So I, I love that he's kind of keeping that veil of secrecy of like, nope, this is this is my trick bag. Like you need to make your own. This is mine. Yeah, but whatever Kendrick does, we know it's going to be something special for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that, mm-hmm. that Kendrick, when, when, when it Kendrick happens drops i think we all gotta come back here if Kendrick lamar drops an album this year well regardless you're coming back odin's because one <laughs> but besides the point this has been amazing thank you so much for coming seriously, oh, yeah, seriously. Awesome. i appreciate I know, you guys for having me dude, for real. You're, you're, for you're, real. you will be back no question like cool, recurring cool. guest no I'm doubt about it. this definitely for it yeah man i i agree though if kendrick regardless of what happens you'll come back but if kendrick drops an album we're 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 dissecting that thing. We're oh back. yeah, we're back From here top to bottom, mm-hmm. and we're back here. And we're reviewing that <laughs> definitely <thing>. in depth, <laughs> definitely. like track by track. Oh man, people, Odin's is killing it out here for the Boston scene, yes. and we're just I appreciate killing guys. it for just his reviews. Please go check out his Odin's TV on YouTube. Follow him, Odin's. That's O D E N Z on Instagram. Yep. And uh, my man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Seriously, thank you very much. Thank you. you, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. You guys are dope. This is <laughs> lit. I, love I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Here. Thank you. Yeah, I think we got a good thing uh, c- coming here. This is very I, good. I, I, I'm, very I'm, good. I am happy with how this place is coming. Yeah, I'm still not done. I'm still got a little like oh, small yeah. things that I have to finish here, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm happy of how yeah, this place is Yeah, we're on the way. We're on well the, on the way. I, I shouldn't even say like, oh, we're on the way. Like we were on the way when we were putting microphones in cups. Like this is <laughs> this is significantly far down the road on the way. Off air, we'll tell you the story because we've said it way too many times on the show. Oh yeah, so we don't want to say the story, but either way. Okay. Uh, again, thank you, Odin's. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the turntable teachers. And class is dismissed. Thanks.